Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to episode 73. Today I am interviewing someone who I've become friendly with on Instagram after finding her page one day. You know, I'm always searching for new women of color that I can connect with, but most importantly, I'm always looking for information that can make me smarter. (laughs) So when I came across Alicia Noel's Instagram page, I was really excited about the content that she was creating because it was really good. It supported content creators and I'm always looking for information to support content creators. And I loved her energy. She was just so positive in the way that she shared things and the way that she discussed things. And I just knew that she was someone that I wanted to get to know. Alicia Lawrence is her actual name. Even though she goes by Alicia Noel on Instagram, she lives her life by the three M's, ministry, marriage, and motherhood. She feels her calling in ministry is communication and marketing, which comes in many forms. And you'll notice through today's interview that Alicia is very well versed on social media as it relates for creators and even brands. And as the CEO and founder of Sufficient Success, a social media agency, she has pledged to help businesses and faith-based organizations create engaging social media content to reach their target audience. You will see how passionate she is about merging written and visual communication in today's episode. Alicia also is married to her best friend, Corey, for five years. They have two amazing kids, Amara Grace, who is four, and Corey Jr., whom they call CJ, who is two. Now, because anytime I do an interview, I have to cut out some parts of it to keep it concise and succinct for the podcast, I want to invite those of you that like all of the extra fillers and conversation and also video to join me over on Patreon where you can get the full pre-podcast discussion along with the post-podcast discussion. You'll get to see Alicia Noel and I in video form and anything that I scrapped, you'll get to hear that too. And with that, let's get into this episode. I'm Janelle B. Stewart, and I love to laugh, dance, and travel, but what I do best is talk. I'm here using my gift to inspire and empower you to live a life filled with positivity and abundance. Welcome to the Look on the Bright Side podcast. This episode of the Look on the Bright Side podcast is sponsored by Mama Rise Up. Mama Rise Up is a black woman-owned online stationery company that is dedicated to encourage society to help lift up moms during the toughest times of motherhood with their stationery products. Their products can be treasured by you or given as a gift to a mother. Whether you're a mother or a supporter of one, please visit their shop to browse their heartfelt empowering collection designed exclusively for moms to find their strength. Visit MamaRiseUpShop.com and be sure to use code RIGHTSIDE20 to save 20% on your order today. So I want to start off um, by sharing that I got to know Alicia Noel through Instagram. I'm always scrolling and, uh, the, you know, with Instagram, it does show you things that you tend to engage with a lot. And so I do engage with other women and other coaches that talk about social media tips and strategies. I'm also learning from them because I don't know everything, um, even though I do a lot of research and I've been using the platform for a long time, I'm always looking for like, what can I do more of and what are other people talking about that I can benefit from and what are some things that people are sharing that maybe I could share as well. And so you ended up coming up for me and I was really excited when I found your page. Your page, the aesthetic is really, really pretty. I love the things you've done with color. I love your um, innovative way of educating people on content and social strategy. And so that's how 
uh, she and I became connected. I followed her, started commenting on her stuff. She followed me back. And we've just been like really working together since then. And so for people who don't know you, and even for myself, because I don't know everything about you, I would love to know a little bit about where you grew up and how did this affect who you became today, who you are today? Um, I love this so much because it's just a fitting time to talk about it. I grew up in a small town in Valley, Alabama. Um, so shout out to all my Alabama girls that are like growing and getting out of the country life. Um, I think it, it really affected me a lot because a lot of people don't know I'm biracial. And so I grew up uh, predominantly with my white family. And so when you grow up in a small town, you're very closed off to what's happening in the world. Um, just recently, I just watched um, Colin in Black and White on the Netflix special. And I just felt so much of his story um, of how his parents were, you know, kind of just oblivious to the things that were happening to him. And so when I went off to college and got that opportunity to uh, just be around more people and to truly like dive into who I was as a person, um, things started changing for me. Things started opening up for me. I always knew I wanted to do so. First off, I always wanted to do something where I helped and, and talked to other people. So I went into broadcast journalism. Um, I just knew I was going to be a sports broadcaster. I was going to go travel to all the NFL games. I'm a huge sports fan. And um, through this process of life, things happening to me, um, interviewed for ESPN um, for an internship, didn't get it, winded up traveling to Columbus, Georgia, of all places, to actually do an internship in the communications and marketing department at Aflac. So huge brand that worked with um, all of the sports being able to do, um, that was their huge target market for their marketing piece, and just fell in love with the aspect of it, of creating content, of building um, programs that would uh, be beneficial to, you know, kind of give our viewership uh, insight into what we do. And um, that led to some of the campaigns that broke down like how Aflac actually helps people because a lot of time people heard the name, they had no idea what it did. And so was there for eight years. Um, and during that journey, my husband and I got married, life happened, all these things happened. And I just became really in touch with who Alicia was who I was as a person, rebuild a re relationship with my father, my father's side of the family. Um, and it just was such a, a journey for me that made me so appreciative of, of course, where I come from, but it made me kind of more, um, more ready to be vocal about the needs that um, I didn't realize were needs when I was a kid. I didn't realize there was a need for people to be uh, vocal about Black Lives Matter because I was really the only biracial kid in my school. Um, and so all of these different things, these different paths that I kind of ventured down led me to, um, during the pandemic, saying how many more people need help with content that aren't getting access to it right now? How many more people don't understand that they're, what they're trying to serve people, if they would actually just tell them what they do, if they would show up as the expert, that it would allow for them to reach more people. And so that really started happening for me in 2020 when I was at home, I had a newborn, I um, had a three-year-old who was trying to like learn letters and all these things. So I was teaching them during the day and I was staying up till three o'clock at night, um, helping other people create content. And, and then I pivoted and started saying, okay, I'm, Alicia, you're doing this for other people, build your brand as well. And so um, I may have mentioned this to you, but at the beginning of 2020, I had about 1,700 followers. Um, and I said, okay, we're going to grow this thing. Because at the time, you, you get to 10K, you get to swipe up. I'm so right. mad they've taken right. that away. <laughs> but, but 10K is still the goal to monetize on Instagram. And so um, right now, I'm right at about 7,500 followers. And the goal is to get to 10K. The goal is still by the end of the year. My birthday is New Year's Eve. And so I kind of set up birthday to birthday, year to year goals. It's so good to be able to start all those things at one time. Right. Um, but really kind of the, the background piece of how I got to where I am today. Um, and just being focused on on giving value to other people and serving other people. Um, I'm such a servant heart. And I think that really comes from my upbringing. My grandmother was the one, if someone was hungry down the street, you know you could go to her house and eat and there would always be food. She would leave biscuits out on her 
uh, air conditioner for people to come and grab biscuits for and real? she had extra. Yeah. And so everybody just knew like if you were hungry and you hadn't eaten that you could stop by and there probably would be something out there. Um, my grandfather worked for like the vending machine company. So when they had to pull stuff out, he would bring that. So it was just always a community of giving to other people. And I think that's really the biggest piece that kind of have stuck with me as I've grown up. I love that story of grandma. She is super sweet. Is grandma still living? No, she passed away a few years ago. And um, and I really just, I focus on more now living out her legacy. When I read your content, when I look at your page, you can tell that you have a very giving spirit in the way that you present the information. Um, as someone who does look at a lot of pages and follows a lot of different people that are in a similar space with content strategy and things like that, there are some people that just rub me the wrong way with how they communicate what we should and shouldn't be doing. And it just, oh, it just gets under my skin. Like when they just make you feel like you're kind of stupid for not knowing or when they like kind of yell at you about what you should and should not do. And it's like, this is such a new space for so many people. You know, people are still trying to figure it out. And so I really like the approach that you have where it feels like you're being helpful. I feel like I'm... Um, I'm being educated, but also not being judged for not knowing. So I don't come to your page feeling or walking away like, okay, I'm dumb because I'm just learning this today, right? I feel like I'm empowered to go and do this thing that you're teaching me. And I really can tell, you know, grandma has had a huge impact on you. I could tell. Yeah, I think in general, when we look at life that way um, and everything that we do, it's just being helpful to other people. Uh, like even when I go live and I do free audits or things like that, people are always like, oh, and they hear from my accent, you're just this, you know, Southern belle. And I'm like, yeah, it's the hospitality in me, but it was really um, birthed in me from, from the time I was born, being raised around other people who were giving, um, who would give their shirt off to their back to help someone. And I think on Instagram, we have to, one of the things that's been big for me, because I've met a lot of like these big creators now, even though I'm in a small space, we are all human and we have to stop like pretending like people behind this 80, 90, 200,000 followers aren't a real person, a real human, a real somebody and, and just treat each, if we were like in a room with them. How do we treat them that way? That right. we're in a room with them and we're just being kind to them. For those of you who are on Patreon, I'm going to, you know, while we're talking, I'm just sharing some things you can see from Alicia Noel's Instagram, um, just in case you're thinking about following her and us helping to get her to the 10K mark because she's almost there. Uh, but your Instagram is absolutely amazing. And um, something else that I see is that you also incorporate your spirituality right here. I'm noticing it. God is taking you places other people can't go. I love that you do that. What makes you what makes you decide that you want that piece to be added to your business strategy when you could easily just keep it out? So for me, the honest reason is because I'm not here by myself. I know that um so, you know, I get to share these good stories about my grandparents. I grew up in poverty. I grew up, um, you know, we were, you know, my grandmother making the biscuits was a big deal and her sharing it, but my mom was a single parent. And so my grandmother putting food out was mostly for me sometimes to go over wow. and make sure I had food to eat. Mm. Um, we didn't live far down the road, but I, um, I remember um, just really having a moment my freshman year of college and I just was like, I can't do this. I was coming out of an abusive relationship. A lot of people don't know about. And I had this experience with God. Someone invited me to church and it changed my life. I had always been in and out of church growing up. That was never a thing. But you know, when you got to know God for yourself and mm -hmm. when it makes it like you start seeing things make a difference, that's when I started really realizing, okay, God is, is, is for me but I have to choose him first. Right. And, and when I started changing my mindset to say, okay, I choose you first, God, I choose you in everything that I do. And you're the first piece in my business plan. Like if you don't tell me to go do something, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and I, I remember over and over again, him kind of telling me, okay, you've got this, you can do this. This is what I have planned for you. 
And all along the way, he has revealed his steps to me. And he's also told me some things to not do and I've done them anyways and they failed. And so it's like, okay, God, I really, when I'm in tune with your voice and when I follow what you tell me to do and when I share that peace because um, faith-based faith businesses, um, a lot of times they get a, a little bit of flack from like, oh, you're, you're gonna turn somebody else away. And I'm like, well, when you really look at the way Christ lived his life, he was letting, you know, the adulterers, he was saying that they could be saved. Everyone can be saved. So right. I love on everybody and I, I, there's no discrimination at all, but I want you to know that if you come to my page, I'm going to talk about God, right. that I am, that little, that, um, the real that went viral a while ago, I, I'm going to talk about him on my page. That's the space that he's given me. And so it's not every day. Um, but I wake up and get with him every day. I'm in a 40 day prayer challenge right now. And I think it's important that we um, make time for him and we give him the space that he deserves. Yeah, I love that. I think that it's beautiful when people can acknowledge what the Lord has done from the, for them and not act as if it's just because they work hard. So I really love that. I think that that's beautiful. So let's go into some of the um, content side of what you do. Getting to know you has been really, really interesting and nice. And um, I think that a lot of people will, from your story, will understand that coming from poverty, misfortune, single family household does not have to be the, your legacy. You know, you can grow from that. And so now that you're doing Instagram and you're helping so many people get better at uh, doing it and building their businesses and brands and growing, what do people misunderstand the most about Instagram? I would say the most common misconception with anyone I meet, whether it's just across the board, is I can post my products, I can post my services, and people are going to come to them. They're going to come and they're going to want to work with me. They're going to see my candle and they're going to want to buy it. They're going to see, you know, this new hair tool and they're going to want to buy it. And they don't realize that people buy from people. So they're not just going to look at, there's thousands of candles out here. So people buy from people and they buy a story. And that's the piece that so many people miss out on building into their content plan. Um, I even tell people, some people are like, I'm not comfortable on the camera. I can't do this. This, And I'm like, okay, well, can you um, get a brand ambassador? Somebody, somebody's face who's going to be the representation of your brand because they're going to want to see that. They're going to want to see them using the products and all of the above. And so I think when, when I kind of break down for people, share your story, don't just share what you want to sell, even for influencers, um, you know, a lot of them will say, well, let me just take a pretty picture and post the picture up. And they don't have a caption that's telling someone um, a story behind it. Every time I take a photo, like in that minute, I'm in my notes app in my phone thinking of a story to go with it. Um, or in general, just when I am in journaling, I think of stories that are from my childhood. Um, I'll see a hot air balloon and I have a whole revelation. And I'm like, oh, this is a good caption. And the best piece is when you write really good captions, you can reuse those for blog posts. So uh, you can, content is, is really something that you can repurpose across different platforms if you do it correctly and if you know how to tell a story. And so I, um, a lot of times people aren't, aren't really struggling on Instagram because they don't know necessarily how to take a photo or create a graphic, which we'll talk about graphics in a minute, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the story piece. You could have a decent subpar graphic or decent subpar photo, but if you got the story to connect with it, more people are going to resonate with that than if you have a stunning photo and you don't post, we're not Beyonce. We can't post photos without a caption and just think people are going to love it. Right, right. And it's funny that you use Beyonce because, you know, a lot of people do use her as an example. And what I... What I think about when I think about the Beyonce example is that, yeah, Beyonce is not telling the story on Instagram, but we have lived with her through her story. Unlike you, who are you? We don't know you. We don't know your story. We grew up with Beyonce in high school. Say my name, say my name. <laughs> like we were singing, you know, Destiny's Child. So we watched her. We lived her story. We've experienced it in a number of ways. Um... So yeah, she could put up a picture and we're all engaged with it because just like you said, she has told her story. It's just not in on Instagram per se. Whereas you coming in 
we need the story. We need the background. We need to know what's going on. So I love that tip. I love it. Storytelling to me is the key to a successful business. Um, I 100% spot on, spot on with that. 100%. Uh, So if you are not telling your story, Alicia Noel is telling you right now, that could be part of the reason why you're not moving product, why you're not closing deals, why you're not converting. So get into it. You have to tell that story. I mean, you think about hair products. Um, like you coming from the natural hair influencer space, it's why do I need to buy this new hair product? What makes your story different? What did you have? What did you struggle with? Like, you know, when you got braids, your scalp never was, you know, maintained. And so you came up with this product and it led to this whole line. I think it's those stories drive me to want to buy products more than oh, it looks pretty, or it's this, or it's that. I want to know what, what made you create it? What made you who you are? Um, how do you incorporate your kids with it? Are you using it on their hair? I think it's super important in all that we do that we drop that story. And just because you've got hundreds of people on LinkedIn and thousands of people on Twitter, when you come to this new space, nobody knows you here. You don't have the Beyonce effect where we've been watching your story on camera for years and years and years. So even if I, I've worked with some big name um, New York, you know, uh, broadcast journalists and they're like, well, I'm trying to grow on Instagram and, you know, I've got thousands and whatever elsewhere, you've got to look at it as a new space and a new story to tell. And so it may be repeat of what you started somewhere else, but you've got to still tell that story from beginning to end to get people to where you are today because they don't know you. Right, right. I love it. I love it. So with social media being the space that everyone is spending a lot of their time, and I would say namely present day, Instagram is probably where people spend the most time, especially my generation. I'm in my 30s. I think that we're more on Instagram than we are in other places. So uh, I would love to know if there was one thing you could change about social media, what would it be? Um, it would be the, just the negative comments. Mm. I am, I have become really tough skin. You can ask my husband. I went from like a crybaby to, oh, it doesn't bother me. Um, but sometimes it still does. Um, I remember my first reel that went viral. So first off, for those of you that are worried about creating reels, I have no rhythm. I cannot dance, um, but I will try my hand at it. And so one of the first reels I had go viral was me dancing, telling like my name, where I was from. All the oh, I have to find this one for my Patreon. Please show me yes. exactly um, where it is. I'm down at the bottom. Okay, go up just a little bit. Um, get to know one? Alicia. Yes. Okay. We're going to play this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you see that lack of rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of on beat. Um, all right what were were you gonna say about it it went viral months later um which is funny you know how we create a a piece of content and we're like oh it's gonna go it's gonna be great and it kind of was dormant for about three weeks and then all of a sudden it went like crazy and someone commented was like you cute but you off beat and (laughs) for me I laughed at it but at the same time I was like well dang you know I'm thinking I'm doing something because this was me this was like my fourth reel in in March and I was the one who was completely against reels um I, I stood on that I stood on that grave for a little while I was like reels are not for me that's TikTok that's something else um and so then when you finally get into it and you get that kind of comment and you're just like well maybe I shouldn't be creating this and so I, you know, I know that there are a lot of community guidelines and there's not, there's been other means things said about me, et cetera. And I think that's just part of the piece of growing. And I think about it and, you know, I always put my faith into it is there are going to be persecution when you're doing the work that you were called to do. And so I will just quickly delete the comment and keep going. Like, I'm not one that's going to kind of argue back and forth with you on Instagram. If it's Anything that's negative or not nice towards building community, I'll just delete it and block that person, et cetera. And so I think that having 
that mindset in it that you can just delete it and keep going helps me. But I do wish that there was le- that we could just as a whole support people that we see on Instagram. If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Right, right. I'm so happy to hear you say that because um, when it comes to being on Instagram, sometimes we put so much into what people say to us and these people don't know us at all. So I love that that's something that you would change. And I wish people could be a little bit more mindful of how they speak to others. You know, they could have kept that in their head. And there's a lot of things that we could keep in our heads, but people choose to say them and ruin people's day. And you never know what someone's going through. So it's like, just keep your mouth closed. Yeah, you just don't know what they're experiencing. And so that's why also when I see someone's post and it's not getting a lot of traction, I can tell you can tell when someone put a lot of work into it. I will go and comment something nice because I want them to know it was seen and that they're doing work and and something positive. And so that way it helps balance out. I'm not allowed when you comment on some things, I'm like, oh, I know it's I know it's going to be okay because Janelle, you recognize good things. And so I think that's important too, is as you grow, as you still go back to those smaller accounts and you start pouring into those people, same way you would if you were mentoring a younger person, you start pouring back into them and making sure that they know they're on the right track, they're doing the right things. Yes, yes. And I, I didn't think about that, what you just said, by being intentional and commenting on someone's stuff so they can see that it was seen. I think that that's really sweet. Back to grandma. See, see, Um, that is actually like a really nice gesture. I think that that's beautiful. I'm happy that you do that. I'm going to incorporate doing that more often. I do my best to try to comment on as many things as I see. But when you follow so many people and you're so busy, it's not always easy. Obviously, double tap and swipe is easier, but I'm going to make a better effort to do that. Yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah, and I want to be able to make people feel good and squishy inside. (sighs) So I could really relate to what you said about um, not wanting to do reels. Girl, I did not. I felt like I actually have a few videos on IG Live, I think, and I probably talked about it in Clubhouse, where I felt like I was being bullied by Instagram. Because if you weren't making reels over the summer, they were like, your post is going to get no engagement. And I just felt like, stop bullying me. If I don't want to use it, I don't want to use it. And then as soon as I used it, it was like, like you said, you just do a couple things. And then all of a sudden they're going viral. And I was like, oh, so this is what I'm going to have to do. And now I feel like I really have to do it every week to make sure I get I'm seen. Um, But I will be honest, if I could not do them, I would prefer not to. But I've gotten more confident at doing them. I just... So I do them, but I would really not like, I would really like not to do them. When we return from this short commercial break, Alicia Noel is going to let us know about her love-hate relationship with reels. Oh, I cannot wait for you to hear how she feels about these reels, okay? We'll be right back. I'm Janelle B. Stewart, and you're listening to the Look on the Bright Side podcast. Support for the Look on the Bright Side podcast comes from Jesse Monroe Nail Care. If you're a girly girl and you love taking care of yourself, you want to pamper yourself and make yourself feel beautiful, check out jessiemonroenailcare.com. Jesse Monroe Nail Care is a woman-owned black business offering vegan nail polishes that all can wear. They offer so many colors to choose from and they are all beautiful. Trust me, I personally have many of the Jesse Monroe Nail Care nail polishes in my collection. So let me help you out by giving you three of my favorite colors. First is Come Through, next is Polar Bear, and last is Keep It Mellow. Go and check out jessiemonroenailcare.com and use code BRIGHTSIDE20 to save 20% on your entire order, excluding bundles. If you're a book lover like I am, you probably have a pile of books on your bookshelf collecting dust. I mean, I want to read them, but I'm just too busy. Well, I found a way to read books without actually reading them. It's not magic. It's called Audible. Audible is a membership service that provides customers with the world's largest selection of audiobooks, as well as podcasts, exclusive originals, and more. 
I opened my Audible account in 2017, and since then, I've listened to almost 200 audiobooks. Most of the books I listen to are by Black authors such as Carl Weber, Christina C. Jones, Tiffany Haddish, Gabrielle Union, First Lady Michelle Obama, Francesca Ramsey, Taraji P. Hempson, Jennifer Lewis, and Elaine Welteroth. But I also really love a romance novel, honey. I also love business and self-help books. Getting an Audible membership is one of the best decisions I ever made because I can listen to audiobooks while I carpool my kids or make dinner, do the laundry, watch my kids at their extracurricular activities, or while I'm getting work done in my office. Every month I get one Audible credit to pick any title I want and I get to keep it forever, even if I cancel, which I never will. Plus, I get to select two Audible originals from the monthly selection. I can listen to podcasts, access daily news digest, and listen to some guided meditation if I want to get my zen on. You have to try out Audible. And you can even try it out for 30 days free, seriously free. When you visit audibletrial.com slash Janelle B. Stewart, you'll get one credit to get any title and you can access all the features that I have for free. If you're not sure what to get with your first credit, I highly recommend you get Will by Will Smith. You will love it. He reads it the best I've ever seen anyone read an audiobook. Visit audibletrial.com slash Stewart. The link is in my show notes. And let's start reading. Or shall I say listening? <laughs> hey, loves. Welcome back to the Look on the Bright Side podcast. I'm Janelle B. Stewart. And before the commercial break, I had just shared with all of you about my disdain for Instagram reels. And now Alicia Noel is going to share with us her love-hate relationship. This is good. I I have a love-hate relationship with Reels. And I say love-hate because, of course, I was totally against them. Um, sometimes I feel like some people make them seem to be so hard. Like, they do all these cute transitions. And I'm like, girl, I don't even have that many clothes in my closet. Like, how am I going to do that? And so for me, what was most important was finding the ones that I felt were simple enough that I could record them, batch them together. Right. But at the same time, I could put my gifts to them and be impactful. And so when I'm scrolling through trying to like figure out what reels I want to record, um, you know, I come across one. I'm like, oh, that's a good one. I hit record. I save, you know, I do the little audio because if right. I hit save audio, it's lost. I will never find that audio again. Right, so right. Record, record and type over what I want to record over it and then save it to my draft. So when I'm ready to record reels, like I will be today, and then I can go and click on that drafts folder and they're already there for me. That's made it easier for me. Um, and then just knowing that I don't have to do what everyone else does. So those massive transitions, I may have like one or two transitions. And I know that those are things that will get you more views. And I do advise other people to do them but for me and having a kid running in in the middle of trying to do a transition it's like, <laughs> I can't do all that right now mom life so, right yes so I will post this a simple reel um and yeah I will the voiceovers are my favorite right I have fun right with those um and then I you know lead people to tips in the caption I think um I love doing time lapses I tell people all the time if you're going to be doing something already set your camera up I have a camera set up to the side and do a time lapse because it just makes it so much easier to create content from it yeah so for the patreon you can see I'm sharing video clips of Alicia Noel's reels for those of you who are listening here and are not patrons Go check the Patreon so you can watch this behind the scenes stuff that you can't see in the interview. But what she's saying, it looks like all of this was batched, right? It looks like it's the same day. That's so smart. And what I'll do is um, to make it look different on my timeline is I may put a text cover over it. Yeah. Or I may use a different photo right. to make it kind of have a different vibe or feel. But I batched like 30 one night. And I, yeah. I think I changed... I changed my scarf. I put it on my head. You can yep. see I yep. kept it simple. And that's what I tell other people to do is if it's causing you so much angst to think about changing clothes, then just don't just find something that's real neutral and change it up with accessories. Um, even for my photo shoot that I have planned later today, I only have three outfits, but I have three different jackets to mm. pair with different tops. 
So that way I can get some different looks um, without having to be too, oh my gosh, you changed 20 million times. Because even though my husband is my photographer and y'all would think that I would get thousands of photo shoots, he gets annoyed with me. And so I have to be very intentional and say, okay, be ready to change quickly, have your props ready and be ready to go. So uh, speaking of reels and things that people don't like, <laughs> what are common things you see people struggling with, you know, as it relates to social media or Instagram? I think they really struggle with creating content that's helpful for their audience. Uh, I have noticed in uh, lots of audits that I've done lately is, yeah, you posted a good quote, maybe you put it on a graphic, but you didn't relate it to how you help your audience. You didn't tell them, break down the process. So for instance, I um, met with someone recently who offers um, bookkeeping and CFO services and nothing in her content. It was like, happy Veterans Day. You need a CFO. And I'm like, well, why do I need a CFO? Instead of trying to sell me your service, sell me, tell me my problem and how you solve it. And, and so a lot of times with our problems, like for me, is I post about how to, you know, get views on social media. A lot of people's problem is creating content. So I give them tips. I have a, you know, photo shoot checklist. I give them um, my weekly reels list, which people loved last week. So I guess I'll keep dropping that is making sure that you can um, get that for free. And it's just about 10 reels that are trending for the week. But so think about what that is in your space. So if, like I said, if you're, uh, maybe you're a makeup artist and you're like, tell people, give them tips on how to apply their lashes. And you're like, well, Alicia, if I give that away, they won't need to come see me. And I'm like, no, they'll see you as the expert because they're like, oh, I can put my lashes on now, but they don't know how to blend and contour. So they're going to come see you for all the other stuff. And so you give them enough of the content and enough of the knowledge in your content to where they're, they see you as the expert. But then when they think of, I need more, they come to you for that. And so that's the biggest problem I see over and over is people aren't willing to share any of their secrets, any of their tips, and then they wonder why no one sees them as the expert. That's a really good point. I think that more of us need to be open to nurturing an audience and not feeling like we have to secure it behind some type of paid paywall. So I love that you're giving very, very freely. Um, but then you also do offer services. So I come and I, you know, I grab your uh, trending reels list and, you know, I see you offer a free Facebook group. What are the things that you are ultimately offering someone beyond your free stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So we have um, my Instagram live strategy ebook. That's one of the easiest ones that people grab quickly because um, I walk you through how to take your live and turn it into about 20 pieces of content. But my membership, yeah, that's the, the strategy book for those of you on Patreon. It's it's really simple. Um, and for $47, you're not only going to get the templates. So I love that you can see there. If you do a live and you're teaching, you need to have those graphics pop up in your live. And I also give you like a quick little how to create how to create it and you get the template in Canva and then how to pop it up when you're going live. And if you didn't Ooh. know, Instagram now offers a practice mode. So if you're like, Alicia, I don't know how to use this. I don't want to go live and mess it up. Go in practice mode, test it out, and then you'll be able to use it. And even if you don't want to post about a whole bunch of stuff, if you have an offer at the end of your live, you can use that to show your offer. And it really does help people to see a visual of what you're offering. Um, so that's huge. And then, of course, the that. template put over it. But really right now, the Sufficiently Social Society is where it's at right now. Um, we are really like women in there. There are about uh, 15 of us in there right now. We are meeting twice a month and we're going through how we can take our social media platform and content and really start driving results. So Ooh, they nice. get my weekly reels list every week. They also um, are able to post their content and get it reviewed before they go to post it on Instagram. Because a lot of us just need that feedback and we need accountability. And so we have a private a group on a private app. Um, so that way it's not, if you're like, oh, I don't want to be on Facebook. We're not on Facebook. We're in a private app. And we're able to kind of walk through and answer each other's question. Yesterday, Instagram was messing up for everybody. Reels was tripping. I was like, everybody calm down breathe for a moment. <laughs> Instagram does this stuff sometimes. That's why you got to have a backup plan. We're building um, our 
our strategies. So we've got one girl in the group who she's been on uh, YouTube, has 18,000 followers, but hasn't monetized it at all. So mm. she's putting out a cookbook for the holidays. And so proud of her. We have another um, who has a journal letters to God. And so she's been able to kind of walk through how she can promote it in a way that's not promoting it. Instead, she's showing how she's written to God. She's showing how she's made impactful to be with God. And I think it's just so important that when you're in a membership, that you're getting value and that it's not just, oh, I'm in another membership. I know, Janelle, your membership gives value with your master classes. And, and so for us in the Sufficiently Social Society, we give two classes a month. Um, but as well as continued access to be able to ask questions on the weeks that we're not having um, a live. And I think that that's super useful for women to be able to have somebody cheering them on. So when someone makes a post, we're all kind of content, commenting and making sure the algorithm knows. We've even had one recently that did a collaboration on a reel. So first off, I have got to do that in the near future. Um, they took and did the collab piece and they did the transition and it went to the other girl at her home and it was super cute. And I think more of that, that we're learning together and building our, our social media together is very helpful. Um, and the, the templates that they get in the society um, is, is really massive. If you are check out my Instagram recently, I have been using a new template, which is portrait mode. And that's kind of been kind of on my thought process of do I use portrait mode? Do I not? Because on my feed, it looks like a normal square. But if you click on the actual feed, it gives you details. Um, so like the five tips to position or yeah, that's either one. At the bottom, I tell you to save it. And then at the top, I tell you to follow for more tips. Um, and I'll be honest, the this kind of using this platform to do that and, and repositioning how I create templates has led to this one got about 10,000 views um, wow. from Explore. Right. And then the one before it where I give people the tips, which people need to know what size is. It's, it's the Instagram size guide now has 40,000 views. I've never wow. had one piece, a template get that many views. Um, but this template is available for those that are in the society. I really break it down so that they can easily plug in their content and make it work for them. Your Sufficiently Social Society sounds amazing. I, I am so excited that you have this and that my listeners and your followers and everyone has access to something like this. We need things like this to support us because social media is such a different world and space. But having the camaraderie and the peers in the group, I think, is what I love about membership communities and something that you said about one of your members having 18,000 uh, YouTube subscribers but not monetizing it, that is something that I didn't do when I was on Instagram. I mean, on YouTube. I had grown my audience to over 150,000 and never monetized them at all. And I talked about this in a past podcast episode, and I talk about that being the biggest mistake that I had made because I ended up leaving the platform, especially in the natural hair, from the natural hair perspective, I still was making videos and I had a new, another channel. But outside of brand partnerships, which is obviously a sponsor, I had not monetized anything of my own. And so with me sharing, um, well, I love that you're encouraging them to do things like this so that they can monetize their their work and their efforts. Uh, that was my biggest mistake. And I would love to know what is the biggest mistake that you've made in your business thus far and how did you learn from it? For me, I'll be honest, um, I have two young babies. My daughter is four. My son is almost two. And so initially for me, I was juggling working my nine to five and trying to build my business at the same time. So when they got out of school or daycare, mommy was sitting there on my phone trying to see, okay, did this go up for this client? Did my post do well? Is it performing? And I remember one day my daughter kind of looked at me and she said, mom, can you put your phone down? And she, she's very vocal now. Um, as a matter of fact, she's mad because she's not in here recording this video with me because, <laughs> and, and so for me, it was realizing I love my business and I love helping other people. 
but my first ministry, my first role is to be there, be my husband's wife and to be their mom. And so I had to really reprogram how I thought about content, how I scheduled things. I love Planoly. I get in there and I start scheduling things out and having to realize that once I set a timer for how much I scroll and then saying, once that timer goes off, I am done. Then I put my phone down and I'm very focused on them. For me, when she said that, I realized that I had probably been missing things. Like I saw them out of my peripheral view, but I didn't really see them. I didn't see them coloring. I didn't see my son walking because I was so busy on building that I was missing moments. And so as I know a lot of people are moms and they're trying to build their businesses, just make sure that you don't get so lost in the building of the business that you forget that you're building a family too that's depending on you. I still think I'm a great mom. She tells me all the time I'm the best mommy in the world, but I think that giving her more time in her space and and telling her like, hey, do you want to record a reel? Like, do you want to have fun with mommy? Because she's out of school this week. She's like, yes, I want to. She's having a whole photo shoot today for herself. But I think it's figuring out how to incorporate them in a way that they feel still feel like they're needed. And so for me, making that mistake of realizing that I was I was on my phone all the time and realizing like we have a little basket now at dinner time. We all sit at the table. Phones go in the basket and we talk. And it's mostly my daughter because my son's still learning to talk, but she talks enough for the entire household. <laughs> and so it's, it's fun, though, to hear different stories and to understand from their perspective that a lot of times they just want our attention, um, which is so similar to what happens on Instagram is people just want you to, to share their, your attention with them when you are in that space. And that's why I make those small comments to let people know I saw you. I saw you posting this. This was cute in your stories. Um, but then when I'm off Instagram, I'm off. I'm like, my phone is down. And I think when you start separating that, because people think, oh, you're a content creator. Your, your life is so easy. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. That's uh, like, it's fun because I enjoy it. But there's so many people who don't enjoy it. So it's whatever you choose to do in your life, it needs to be something you enjoy. Yeah. Speaking of things that you do enjoy, when you're not working on social media, what are you doing? Oh, that's a great question. So one of the first things is running. Um, so I'm a huge, I'm an ambassador for Black Girls Run. Ooh. Um, I love it. Me and my counterpart, Latrice, we lead the Columbus, Georgia chapter. Um, and we run about three to four times a week. We're actually training right now for a half marathon in January. Um, and so that's one of my favorite things to do because I can just clear my head. I can really enjoy life. And then I also am a really big coloring book girl. So mm -hmm. when people are like wanting to figure out what to get me for Christmas, there's like, they just add to my coloring book collection. Cause when I need to like release, I will just go and color and just enjoy myself because it's, even though I'm not, I'm not an artistic person, I can stay in the lines. And so coloring books allow for me to get my artistic pieces out, but still stay in the lines so it looks good. That's awesome. We have uh, several things in common. I don't run anymore, but there was a period in my life where I was running and I did do a half marathon. And so I know exactly what your training is going to be like. Best of luck on that. Have lots of fun. Um, and eat really good when you're done. <laughs> and I too, yeah, and I too love, I love, love, love coloring. I think it's so much fun. I don't know if you've ever, um, I'm, I'm assuming because you are making content on social media that you're probably a really good planner. I don't know if you've heard of like planning communities with creative spreads and stickering and stuff like that. Do you do any of that? Because I live for a sticker book. I, oh my God. <laughs> So that's what happened to me during the pandemic. I used to suck at planning and just in general, because I didn't, it wasn't fun for me. And then when I started seeing all these stickers and seeing stickers that look like me, uh -huh. um, I started ordering a cahoodle of them. And so now I do that. I, I, my planner every Sunday night is I'm planning out the week. I'm making stickers in the book. Um, it makes my life so much easier. So yeah, huge planner on that side. Yes. Uh, so one final question for you, Alicia Noel. This interview has been so much fun and so good getting to know you and all of your tips and strategies. But I would love to know what is your biggest win so far? I would say my biggest win is choosing me. Mm. And I know that sounds like a, oh, that's kind of broad. But 
for the longest time, I always put everyone else's needs above my own. And the, in 2020, I said, I'm about to, I turned 30 in 2020. So when you're talking about women in their thirties, I had two kids already. My husband is amazing, but my husband said, you're not happy in your nine to five. You're, you're okay. You're, he said, but I want you to be happy. I want you to joy to just exude from you. And so I chose me and started really like staying up till 3 a.m., taking courses, getting in masterminds, finding the right thing for me to build a business. Because while I had all this creative content strategy, I didn't know how to build a business. And so when I did that last year, um, about this, about August of last year, I started really getting focused in on choosing me. And um, my 30th birthday was just this year, this whole year, while people have been crazy, the pandemic's still going on. I have chose me over and over again. I have woke up in time to go running so I could, you know, have that me time. I have said, let me go to get a massage. I have said, you know what? I don't want to show up on social media today. So I'm not going to because I had content batched already. I chose me this year. And that's probably for me, the biggest accomplishment is that my family sees the better pieces of me because I'm choosing me first pouring into my cup and then I'm like pouring out to other people so much more so if anything my biggest win is choosing me and deciding that my business was worth it and and going all in that means a lot of investing into things that I was so scared of because I'm like that's growing up poor anything that's over a hundred dollars is like a jaw dropper for me so when you're looking at five thousand dollar courses and things of those those nature it's it's very scary but choosing this and deciding that I am worth it and I can win um, is, is just a huge piece. And it's an unlocking feeling that allows you to see that every room that you step into, you deserve to be there. Now I know you guys are going to have a lot to say about this discussion and I just cannot wait to hear what you say. I'm looking forward to reading your tweets and Instagram posts and IG stories. Be sure to tag me. I'm at Janelle B. Stewart everywhere. If you love this podcast, here's three simple ways you can support it. Leave me a review. It's free and your reviews help to improve my podcast ranking on Apple Podcasts. Next, share this podcast with others. Also free and easy to do with the click of a button on your mobile phone. And lastly, become a patron and support this podcast so that it can continue to grow and help others live more abundantly. With that, I hope you all have a great week. And as always, I love you for listening. Bye.